Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Greenlight Reviews, where we talk about movies. I'm Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And today, Ann, we are going to discuss a film called The Big Short. Okay. The Big Short is all about what happened in 2008, 2009, when the real estate market fell completely apart. Right. The bubble burst. Mm -hmm. And everybody lost a lot of money. Well, not quite everybody, because there are these guys that were on Wall Street Mm -hmm. who figured out that if this was going to happen, and they knew it probably before any of the rest of us did, they could make a gazillion dollars. Those naughty boys. They are naughty boys, and (laughs) they are played in this film by a couple of actors you might remember. Ryan Gosling, Mm -hmm. Steve Carell, Christian Bale, and Brad Pitt. Now, Anne, Mm -hmm. this is very, very much about the financial situation on Wall Street and elsewhere. Yes, indeed, it is. I got to tell you, I'm not a financial kind of guy. And frankly, for the first three quarters of the film, I had no idea what they were talking about. It was very dense at times. But for the rest of you who are into subprime loans, credit default, swap markets, collateral, debt obligations, better known to the trade as CDOs, then you're going (laughs) to love The Big Short. It was written by Charles Randolph. It was based on a book by Michael Lewis. And it was co-written by the director-writer Adam McKay, who is pretty well known in the comedy field. Right. I thought the movie was as entertaining as one could possibly be about a subject that I am not remotely interested in. I got to tell you that I suggested to my son, who lives in Raleigh, North Carolina, who plays the stock market every day, I said, you're going to love this film. Daddy didn't. (laughs) No, I didn't like it. Now, some of the characters in this film are bad guys, but this fellow by the name of Burry, played by Christian Bale, is a little bit more of an enigma. He's a neurologist-turned-hedge-fund manager who lives in a small office. He is obsessed with the idea that this bubble could burst, and he tries to warn a lot of people, but no one listens to him. So what he does is he goes to the banks and he bets against them. He bets, in other words, that they're going to fail. And, of course, they laugh him off. They think he's a crazy guy. First of all, he looks nutty as can be. He's got long hair. He kind of looks like a hippie. He wears flip-flops. I don't know. He's a little bit out of it. Definitely. But he's a genius in the field of economics, and therefore he can predict that this cataclysmic event is going to take place. So anyway, the banks all think he's crazy, but they take his money because they know that they are never going to fail. Right. And he chuckles all the way back to his little office. (laughs) As the movie and the story progress, he's got a lot of these hedge fund clients that have given him their money. And he's taken that money and he keeps betting against the banks. That part I thought was really interesting. Well, it was interesting. And I'm sure that if the people who had given him that money to begin with knew about it, they would have been furious. They begin to find out less, and then they threaten to take their money away from him or sue him. And he keeps saying, have patience, have patience. I know I'm right. I know I'm right. Eventually, then, we meet up with another hedge fund manager played by the wonderful Steve Carell. And his buddy is another trader by the name of Venet. And he's played by Ryan Gosling, who incidentally breaks the fourth wall all the way through this movie, turns to the audience and says, I bet you don't know what we're talking about. And he's right. (laughs) Absolutely. Half the time, we do not know what he's talking about. 
But you have to trust that Adam McKay and company are going to make this material at least entertaining. Anyway, these two characters, the ones played by Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling, go to a Vegas convention for American security holders. Boy, does that sound dull and not fun. Right. Anyway, they go there and they question everybody and they find out that maybe this crazy guy, Burry, whose phone calls they refuse to take, Maybe he's right after all. And they, too, try to warn their clients, their friends, and other people who have invested in this housing market that is about to fall apart that maybe there's disaster around the corner. This is a very interesting film. I'm going to say midway. The first hour was really difficult for me, too. Yeah. But once the bubble bursts, we see how the lives of so many millions of Americans are devastated. They lose their money. They lose their homes. Lives are changed. They're ruined for all intents and purposes. Right. Absolutely. So it's not what I would call a gleeful movie by any stretch. It has none of the fun of The Wolf of Wall Street, by the way. Not remotely was it in that category. No, not at all. In Wolf of Wall Street, it was fun to watch people having fun as they became multimillionaires. Nobody is having fun in this one except possibly the Christian Bale character. But he's not funny to watch. No, he's not. So that's another problem for me with the movie. There was very little inherent humor in the characters. What McKay did as the writer in order to brighten up the proceedings, I'd say, is that he had a group of actors come on screen and do cameos for 30 seconds to a minute. We saw the likes of the gorgeous Margot Robbie or Anthony Bourdain give little speeches about some intricate part of a banking policy. And that was supposed to give you a laugh or two. Well, it almost worked. It was certainly better than just trying to plow through the material without some help. If you're going to sit through two hours of this, even for 90 seconds, if you get to look at Margot Robbie, it's almost worth it. Yes, and she's in a bathtub with bubble baths. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Look, the basic plot here is, and I had to look this up, it doesn't come from my head, you make a short deal, the bank tries to squeeze you out, and all hell breaks loose. That's basically what the movie is about, and that's the message of the big short. That's very true. Do they take this serious, complicated subject and make it palatable for everybody? Well, not 100% for this audience member. Not for me either. I liked Steve Carell. He's now done two very dramatic roles back-to-back, mm-hmm. Foxcatcher and this one, and he's quite wonderful. He's turned into a, a really, really very fine actor. Christian Bale is always good. Brad Pitt is always interesting. Ryan Gosling is... Intriguing. Yeah, he is very intriguing. He didn't have a whole lot to do in this film. But like I said, he breaks the fourth wall, so he's all through the film, and he does turn to the audience, and with a wink in his eye and a little nuance in his voice... He tells you that this is tricky stuff, and don't take it too seriously if you can't understand it. You're not alone, is what he's basically saying. Yes, I didn't take it seriously because I didn't understand it. (laughs) As you know, you and I both see a lot of movies, Anne, and I can't remember the last time a movie made me feel like an idiot because I just didn't get it. In a sense, it was like watching a foreign film without the subtitles. (laughs) Right. So, you know, that tells you something. Anyway, I'm going to say there were good performances, there was a good script, but for me, there wasn't quite enough in the big short for me to give this film a green light. 
mostly because it will confound most of the audience. That's just the facts, like it or not. For me, then, I guess the big short gets a yellow light. Well, I just didn't like it at all as a film. I did like the performances very much, especially Steve Carell and Christian Bale. But I wasn't entertained, possibly at the very beginning, because Christian Bale comes off as such a nutburger. <laughs> True. <laughs> but I didn't really like this film very much. It's not a bad film. You're not going to hate it. You will certainly enjoy the acting. Would you say the big short comes up short? It comes up very short. <laughs> so I'm going to give it a flickering yellow light. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. When I knew it was coming out, I was excited because all of those actors are wonderful. But it just didn't entertain me very much. So I'm giving it a yellow light as well. Okay. Two yellow lights for the big short. Well, we're going to be back very soon to review another film. We hope that you will join us at that time. Till then, I'm Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that you don't fall short the next time you go to the movies. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, uh, come on. It wasn't come that on. bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network.